Blog Talk Radio. via the simulcast during the 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock p.m. time slot here on Monday evenings. We're so glad to have you. But if you're listening to us through any other social media platforms and or during any other times of the week, please contact us here at LiveDelivers.com and give us the times, dates, and platforms or locations that you're listening to us on. Although we would love to proliferate the airwaves, we must do it legally, ethically, and in righteousness. If you hear our content through any other means, it is the result of Internet piracy and copyright infringement. And all those who participate in any Internet piracy can be persecuted by federal agents. Having said all that, you can now get down to the business of the kingdom. So go ahead and get a pen and some paper. And if you have any comments or questions on history tonight, When we get to the end of the broadcast, we'll give you an opportunity to ask those questions or to make those comments. And now, if you would join me in a word of prayer, I'd like to sanctify our time together. Father, I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your word. Breathe on me so that I can speak, that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit. Let healing and deliverance break forth in this place and this time because of your word, your spirit, and your love. Live big in me. I now decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word, the bread of life. Jesus revealed to us the Father and draw us into his presence where there is fullness of joy. 
Heavenly Father, quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. Cause us to grow in the grace that has appeared unto all men as you teach us how we should live in this present world. May we now awake to righteousness and slumber no more by walking in the spirit and in the fullness of his grace as we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. For you've made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirit and birth victory in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name, I pray. Well, beloved, we want to get to part three of uh, stir up the gift that is in you. So just kind of a review uh, so that we can get everybody on the same page. Um, It's stating we're going to have scriptures that we're going to go to that helps us support and understand what we should be doing on a day-by-day basis as it concerns faith. Faith was given so that we can please God. And that simple uh, uh, understanding causes things to work correctly. Because when I please God, he said, when a man's ways please the Lord, he would make even his enemies be at peace with him. Uh, Proverbs chapter 16, 6 and 7. And so God is wanting us to allow faith that would please him to be active in our lives. Because when we please him, he said he will not withhold any good thing from him that walketh uprightly. So I want to be able to get to the things that are necessary in my life in this season of my life. I don't want to uh, wait till I get to heaven. You know, some people said um, that, 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 that the gospel felt like to them that it was pie in the sky. Well, I like some steak on my plate. I like some ham where I am. And God wants me to enjoy that so that when I function in faith the correct way, then I will please him, and then it's easy for him to cause blessings to come up on me and overtake me. That's his plan. He says, if I would hearken, Deuteronomy chapter 28, if I would hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord my God, then blessings will come up on me and they would overtake me. Glory to God. See, I'm no longer looking for blessings. I'm looking for opportunities to please God by faith. Because when that happens, when my ways please him, when my faith pleases him, I can see action from the spirit in my life. Every promise from God requires corresponding actions from us. His word can be resident in our mind, but it must become active in our lives. James chapter 2, uh, verses 14 through uh, 24 asks some questions and makes some statements that we're going to have to uh, deal with. He asks in 14, what does it profit, my brethren? Though a man say, I have faith, and have not works, can faith save him? That's a question. If a man, notice what it said here, if a man say, I have faith. It didn't say that the man had faith. Sometimes we, uh, we just got through uh, looking at this in James chapter 1. It says that we're supposed to, to be the ones that, that have the word of God in active form so that we will not just hear the word and not be doers of the word, because if I just hear the word and I don't do the word, then I deceive myself. 
if a man say I have faith, but he does not have corresponding actions. See, God is looking for those corresponding actions. When we have corresponding actions, we are now walking in agreement, okay? Because you can think one thing. I mean, oh, let's just help you out. Uh, this is going to be scripture. He's going to say uh, in just a minute in verse 19 here. He's going to say uh, uh, how saying a thing uh, does not make it so. Thinking a thing does not make it so. Let's keep on reading. It says, can faith save him if he doesn't have corresponding action? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say to him, depart in peace, and while you're leaving, be warm, be filled, notwithstanding, you don't give him the things which are needful for the body. He says, why are you saying those words? What profit doth it? Can it have anything that's tangible? Even so, verse 17, faith, if it does not have corresponding actions, he said it's dead, and the reason it's dead is because it is alone. See, faith has to have corresponding actions or it is dead because it's alone. Okay? I just want you to kind of get this. As I know some of these scriptures, we'll read them, but we don't understand uh, why he said what he said. Forget understand what he said. We don't even understand why he said what he said. But God says he does not want you to be ignorant. Verse 18, yea, a man may say, thou hast faith and I have works. And he says, so show me thy faith without works. I mean, these are things you're going to run into this if you have not already. People are going to uh, ask you, why do you do that? He says, you say you have faith, verse 18. A man may say that, that thou hast faith. And he might say, and I have works. So show me thy faith without going through all that stuff you just told me about. I want to have faith without surrender. Glory to God. And there are people that might think that, that they can have faith. They can have uh, um, the ability to cause things to happen without all of those works, those things that align corresponding actions. Okay? And he says, and then I will show you uh, my faith by my actions, by what I do. Okay? This is beyond just just um, trying to do the holy, holy good things. He says, my faith works and moves me to the place where there are corresponding actions. Okay. Notice God does not want actions without an active heart. Okay. You know, positive thinking, that would be actions without I mean, that would be actions that don't have a connection of the heart, okay? Pulling ourselves up, if you would, by our own bootstrap, okay? In order for faith to work, we're going to have to understand some things that it was the gift of God. So I don't take God out of the equation since I want to get this, that, and the other done in a time frame that I like. See, again, if you hearken diligently into the voice of the Lord, your God, he said, blessings will come up on you and they will overtake you. In other words, there will be the, the, the fulfillment of 
Psalm 68, 9, when he says that he daily loads us down with benefits. See, you have so much blessing, so much benefit, so much apparent benefit. This is not etherical benefit that I'm talking about. I'm talking about apparent, be able to see benefit. He says, I will show you my faith because of these corresponding actions. Verse 19, it says, you believe there is one God and you do well. Devils believe also and they tremble. Didn't say they got saved because there are no corresponding actions to, there are no corresponding uh, uh, affirmative actions to what they believe. All they did is believe and tremble. Amen. Okay. But God wants you to believe and bring forth fruit. First thing he told his man right out of the shoot is to be fruitful. Let your faith produce for you. Amen. Let your faith uh, bring to you the things that are necessary for you. I'll say that again. Let your faith bring to you the things that are necessary for you. Blessings coming upon you and overtaking you. I mean, let's look at what Adam had working in the garden. God put him in a place where everything that he would ever have need of was already in place. And if he would use, as he would use faith, that which he had need of was right in front of him. I hope you can see that, beloved. Okay, again, just so that you can read it, uh, when you read chapters 1 and chapter 2 of the book of Genesis, you'll notice these things. God gave the man a job. He told the man all of the uh, all of the animals, okay? He told the man to name all the animals. And then watch how this was done. Um, let's look at uh, chapter 2, just so you can see. Genesis chapter 2. Okay, this is the way God started it. Go back to the what they call the law of first mention, okay? That is a law. Once you see it, that is the thing that should be. If I start adding things to it or taking things away from it, then it's not going to work as it was originally intended, okay? This is from Jump Street. This is what God did. So then as we enter back into that place, the law of first mention, the, the, the place where God's word was stated and it was the law so that I can function under that law. Laws, beloved, do not change. You can suspend a law, but that didn't mean the law changed. Um, gravity is a law. There are airplanes that weigh well over 300,000 pounds. But you see those airplanes suspending gravity because they put other laws into effect, the law of thrust and lift. That causes that plane to get to uh, the position in its atmosphere, in its dimension, so that it can then elevate above gravity, suspend gravity. But if you take out the law of thrust and lift, trust me, that 300,000-pound uh, ton, excuse me, 300,000-ton plane is on its way back down. Why? Because the law of thrust and lift are not being applied now. 
See, gravity didn't go away. It was just that there is a higher law or multiple laws that cause you to be able to suspend it. Okay? So when you see something in the word, by his definition of speaking it, it became a law. So then I can say that and get into your thinking. Then that means you can come out of debt, sickness, disease, hurt, unforgiveness by utilizing a higher law. And the highest law is the law of love. These are just some things that we have to know. So then if I walk in love, if I walk uprightly, he will not withhold any good thing from me. See? Love never fails. Okay? So then you can assist God in bringing to your life the things faith is supposed to cause to be there when you need it. Okay? By operating in the higher law. So when you're operating in the flesh, beloved, just know that that is the lower law. Still is a law. That's why it says in Romans chapter 8, the law of the spirit of life that's in Christ Jesus has made you free from the law of sin and death. It had to be a law that was higher than the law that has you suspended. Okay? The, The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. Did I take away the law of sin and death? No. I am now elevated so that the law of sin and death no longer holds me captive. I'm I'm hoping that you're you're getting how this is laid out. See? And he wants us to be able to, as as his children, as those uh, class of beings that were made on the God level, okay? You were made on the God level. He made you after his image and likeness. You were created on the God level to function on the God level. And the God level is love. God is love. I did not say God has love. God is love. See, I mean, it becomes real easy for the things that you are needing in your life to get done because faith works by love. Okay, do you, I'm hoping that you are connecting the dots here. Because as we uh, function in a greater dimension in the love realm, as it becomes our norm, the place where we live, didn't Jesus say, in my Father's house there are many mansions, and I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you shall be also? What place is that, Jesus? It's the place where love rules, the place where peace rules, the place where faith can flow freely. Okay? So then we're going to look at John 14. I hope to get there. But but we've got to begin to process our entire life, our entire being from the law of love. Okay? So uh, as I was saying about um, Adam, uh, how God placed him in a, a, a situation. He put him in the garden. Okay? Verse 15 of chapter 2. And the Lord God took the man. He did what? 
He took the man. All right, let's, let's get this. The man was complete and perfect. In the day that he was made, everything in the day that God made it was perfect. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above. And the Father of, from the Father of light, in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. And this is what he created us for. After his own will created us, created he us. Okay? This, you were made perfect. Amen. There was no blemish in you. And he's expecting us to get back to the place where there are no blemishes, there is no uh, shadows, there is no uh, 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 dysfunctional uh, thing working in us. No spot, no blemish. Okay? That's what he's looking for. He's coming back for the church that is going back to the first order of things. There's no wrinkle. Okay? He's coming back for that church. So then the way he made us is what he's looking for. Okay? That's what's going to cause him to come back. When we walk like, think like, act like him. And the Lord, verse 15, took the man. One completed work was the earth. Another completed work was the man. And he took the perfect completed work and put him in a perfect completed work. Okay? I want you to get that. And he, the Lord took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest of, thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said, It's not good as, as process goes on. He said, It's not good for man to be alone. I will make him a help meet for him. I will make him a help that's meet for him. Or let's say it this way. I will make him a help that is perfect for him and able for him. Why? Because God showed the man, that God, the Lord, verse 19, out of the ground the Lord formed every beast of the field, every fowl of the air, and listen at what happened. He brought them unto Adam to see what Adam, he, would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. So God gave him a job, and he said, name all of the beasts, name all of the fowl of the air, name every uh, thing that, that I've already put before you. And whatever you name it, Adam, that's what it'll be. Then it says, and the Lord brought Okay, 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 so you can see it. Just in verse 19, and every beast, every fowl of the air, and brought them unto Adam. Okay, I want you to know God is so interested in you accomplishing what's necessary. He will bring whatever it is you want to do to you. That's why it says that if you delight yourselves in the Lord, he will then bring or give you the desires of your heart. When, 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 I'm, when I'm connected at the right level, on the God level, then whatever is needed, God brings it to me so that I can enjoy it because he set me into a perfect work. Okay. So that's just so that you can see that from his original intent, God was interested in you being fulfilled because his spirit is connected to your life. 
He's interested in you being fulfilled because his spirit is connected to your life. In him we live. In him we move. In him we have our being. If I'm not in him, then I'm not going to do such a good job of having my being. See, I want you to stir up the gift that is in you. That's what we're trying to do, get you back to square one, if you would. Why? Because God's favor causes your life to be enjoyed. It's not your effort that's supposed to cause your life to be enjoyed. <laughs> Did he not say these things again? I am a jealous God. I will have no other gods before me. What does he mean? I want to supply you with that which is necessary, with that which is already approved for you. You know, it's interesting. As we live that way, then we, we, we eliminate uh, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. We, we eliminate it. Why? Because all of my supply or the way Jesus, uh, it was stated about Jesus, that all of his works were wrought in God. Jesus said, I only do the things that I hear my father say. I only do the things that I see my father do. See, he didn't say I sometimes do, he said I only do. Why? Because now his life, which is connected to the spirit of God, can be fulfilled. This is the way that, that he wants us to live. And when we live like that, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, 28 through 30, it says, are you heavy laden? And do you got any kind of burdens? He says, well, what I want you to do is I want you to take my yoke. I don't want you to take another yoke. I want you to take my yoke and take it upon you. Make it personally yours. Cause this to be the, the impetus of your life. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. I don't want you to learn of, of Robert's uh, rules of order. I want you to learn of me. Take my yoke. In that day when he was talking to uh, an agricultural people, they understood the yoke concept. That means that the two that are now connected are going to work as one. You know, if you are connected uh, by a yoke, it would not do you much good to try to go left when the other person connected to you, the other uh, person or thing to you has been trained to go right. That would just not be wise. You're going to uh, spend more effort than you need to get done what you would like to get done. But if you would take his yoke, come on now, y'all. He said, take my yoke, receive my yoke upon you. Instead of trying to, come on, let's hear like this written, instead of you trying to take your yoke and put it on me, take my yoke upon you. I mean, it, it's very easy to do it when you do it right, isn't it? Just hearing the scripture, he said, I need for you to abandon your way. Take my yoke upon you. And since you don't function that way most of the time, now I'm going to need you to learn of me. Okay? He said, just going over this. Let's just see it since I was quoting it. Go to Matthew chapter 11. Let's just, let's just see it. Starting on to uh, verse 28. See? I'm trying to get you to recognize the, 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 what God has put on the inside of you. Life, glory to God, 
on the inside of you. He, he told us to consider the birds of the field. And he said, consider the flowers of the, of the field, the birds of the air. Why? Because they are secrets that he's opening up to us. See, last time I checked, I've never seen a bird down at my favorite store. I've never seen a bird on Amazon trying to get his feathers. Why? Because the things that go are going to supply the bird's life come from the inside of the bird. The feathers don't, you don't go collect feathers and stick them in there. They come out of him. Same way with the flowers of the, of, of the field. That You don't go and, and, and place uh, uh, petals on the flower. The petals grow out of the flower. Because he gave you a seed, his word, and everything that you need comes out of that seed. See, we're going to have to learn to live from the inside out. And unfortunately, the things that, 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 that surround us try to get us to react to them, and we call that life. We don't need to respond. We need to initiate. Glory to God. That's the difference between a believer and those that are trying to find something they can hook their life to. See, our belief on the inside is what needs to be stirred up. Because as a man thinks in his heart on the inside, that's where you find the man. So, so see, he wants us to transfer uh, the, 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 important, the importance of our lives from the inside out. Stir up the gift that's in you. Okay? Well, just okay, we'll try it this way. Then I see that. I, I see a, a picture because I used to make, I used to, I was assigned to make the Kool-Aid in my family. Okay? That was just one of those things that, that there was two things, that and popping the popcorn. Originally, we would put the popcorn in the, uh, the free, um, um, free grains of, of popcorn into the pot, and then I would uh, shake, stir, and do whatever I needed to do to pop the popcorn in the pot. And uh, I had a good a touch and feel for that. So that became my assignment, that and making the Kool-Aid, because I would make it that was going to be uh, uh, tasteful to most people. So then that was it. I would just, uh, whatever the, if it, it, it started with a frappe one time, I think is what it was, that we would, they wanted to mix the, the ice, the sherbet ice cream and the uh, ginger ale. And so I would mix it to the right consistency, and everybody would enjoy it. So then from that point on, the, the drinks of Kool-Aid and, and frat paint, they were my responsibility. And so then I'm on the outside uh, adding things to the mix so that I can stir it up. That's one way. But God wants you to stir up the gift that's on the inside of you. Amen. Uh, he, he wants you to participate from, from spiritual impartation rather than collecting, come on, y'all, rather than collecting, mm, that's so good, rather than collecting things from the outside and try to stir that up, I can live off of the deposit that was already made on the inside. I hope you saw that. Okay? And a lot of times we have people that will try to live from the outside in instead of the inside out. I believe that that would be backwards, beloved, because God brought you to the earth with everything that you needed to fulfill life on the earth. It was already on the inside. The same way it was in the bird and in the flowers, it was in you. 
Amen. Amen. And uh, we can go through the, 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 the hurts and pains of life, the things that we uh, experienced and, and gleaned from. Th- those things were on the outside. Those were circumstances training us rather than impartation and inspiration. In spirit, breathe. That's what inspiration is. And you have an inspiration. Right? You have that. He didn't tell you to find that. He says you have that. See, and and, and as we as we uh, begin to to see those things and, and and walk in those things, walk those things out. See, it, it becomes easy for us to 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 enjoy life that way. See, but uh, sometimes we think that that that, that it's better. For, for the way we've seen it, the way we might have seen our grandma do it. I'm not mad because of uh, how your grandma did it. I'm not upset because of those things that were on the outside. But they, the things, the, the um, Second Corinthians chapter 4 says the things on the outside, the things that are seen, they are temporal and they are deathless. I mean, they are going to die, temporal, subject to change. They, they, but the things that are not seen, they are deathless and everlasting. And as I was saying that, I said, there is an, you have an inspiration. Hold your place there in Matthew chapter 11. We're coming right back to it. Return to Job chapter 32. Just want you to see. And now Job, is, Job has been cited as the oldest book of the Bible, Okay. Genesis is the account of what happened, but the the um, the, the oldest book before uh, 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 there was an account that people can go to and say this is the way things started. Job walked with God, and these are the things that God deposited with Job so that he can have an account. Okay, Job chapter thirty-two, and um, Job was was dealing with things and looking for answers, and the people around him were trying to give him answers, and, and, and unfortunately they didn't have answers, but they were trying to, to uh, make things come out right, stirring up the things on the outside. But listen to Job's, uh, this is Job chapter 32, starting in verse 6. And Elihu, the son of Barakal, of uh, the Buzzite, answered and said, I'm young. And you are very old. Wherefore, I was afraid and durst not show mine own opinion. I said that days should speak and the multitude of years should teach wisdom. I wish that the younger generation would just take this verse and understand it. He said days should speak, age should speak, and uh, 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 the multitude of years should teach wisdom. Here you are, you young upstart. How can you know something and try to tell people that have been here experientially? And then he says, no, I I was young, and I didn't want to just up and say something because I understand that days should speak and the multitude of years should teach wisdom. And he says, verse 8, there is a spirit in man, and the inspiration of the Almighty giveth understanding. Great men are not always wise, neither do the age understand judgment. 
So he says there is a, a, a spirit in man, and the only way the spirit is nourished is that the Almighty has to give understanding in spirit, breathe, inspiration. Okay, you can go back to uh, Matthew chapter 11. See, and, and this basically is just uh, my foundation so that we can then begin to know that as I'm stirring up, I'm not stirring. Okay, thank you, Lord. That's very good. That was very good. I'm stirring up. I'm not stirring in. Glory to God. When I was making my Kool-Aid and my frappe, I was adding this to that. I was stirring in something. But God wants us to live our lives from a different perspective, from the inside out. So I'm going to stir up. Okay, I hope you caught that. There is a difference between uh, stirring up and stirring in. See? Because as I'm stirring in, let's just try this. As I'm stirring in, I probably will only use the things that I like. I will add them. Okay, whatever my proclivities are, I will add that, and I will stir in that, and I will call that life. But when I stir up, it was already on the inside, and now I'm causing the thing that was resting at the bottom, if you would, to come up to the top so that it can be more useful to me because I can access it easier. This is stirring up the gift. Okay? All right. Jesus said, again, verse 28, come unto me, all that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Mm -hmm. Let's try it again. He says, come unto me, and I will give you rest. So then the deposit that he makes is the deposit that's on the inside. So then we have to learn to stir up instead of stirring in, okay? I, I want you to see, even Jesus is making this point. He said, come unto me, surrender to me, and then I'm going to give you my life. Isn't that what happened? He gave us his life. So then I stir up what he deposited. And he only makes, he, mm, mm, he didn't just uh, cause me to get wet from the outside, he calls out of my bellies will flow rivers, okay? See, it comes up on me, not circled around me. And a lot of times, I guess that what we try to do is we try to get Jesus to fix my surroundings and, and therefore I will be okay because my surroundings are, are, are different. No, he wants you to stir up the gift that's on the inside of you so that the, out of your bellies flow rivers of living water. Please know that when rivers, come, when rivers converge, it causes the landscape to change. Amen. Rivers that converge cause an overflow. Okay. When you bring two streams of water together, it's going to cause an overflow. And that means now the landscape from the flood of the rivers is going to change. Amen. 
See, that's why he wants you to, to, to utilize the power that's on the inside of you, stir it up and release it. That which is now coming from the inside affects the things on the outside instead of me trying to align the things on the outside to the place where I'm happy. Okay? I just just do that. Everything that God uh, calls to grow, it grows from the inside out. Amen. You see the seed, and from the seed comes the tree. It was not the other way around that the tree was first, and then we find the seed. No, the, the seed was first, and then the seed releases all that the tree has. See, it comes from the inside. This is the way God created us because he lives from the inside. That which was on the inside of him, he then formed and fashioned and released. Amen. That's the way you were created. So he wants us to go back to that. Stir up the gift that's on the inside. Go back to what we said, the law of first mention. Amen. When When he spoke to Adam, he told Adam, be fruitful. He did not tell Adam, make fruit, did he? Amen. So that would tell me that the, the, the fruitfulness was already deposited on the inside. Amen. Okay, we'll keep on going. He said, multiply. He did not, come on, y'all, come on. He did not say add. He said multiply. Mm. In other words, Take, do exactly what I did. Took what was the inside of me, and I made you. Multiply. Amen. Okay. He didn't want me to just add. He wants me to. It's a different mathematic equation, is it not? Amen. Adding in my mind, adding means that I collected this and that and then brought it to whatever this is. But multiplying, I had to start with what I already had. Amen. The seed was in the man, and the man gave the seed to the woman, and the woman incubated that which was inside the man, and we have children. We didn't go out and collect children, add children. We multiply. It's a different mathematic process. He said, be fruitful, multiply. Then he says one that's interesting, replenish the earth. In order to replenish, the earth had to already be replenished. Amen. Speak and ordain your life so that what's on the inside comes out and blesses you. Cause your faith to go and to produce that which is necessary from the earth that's already here. Replenish the earth. Have dominion. Not take dominion, not make dominion, but rather have it. Amen. I mean, when you see this, then you begin to understand 
aspect as you are created on the God class, then you allow life on the inside to affect change on the outside. You do not try to coordinate. I guess that would be good if that's all you wanted to do, would try to coordinate life. But no, I can speak life. Amen. Amen. By your words, are you justified? By your words, are you condemned? I can speak life. See, no, no other creature that was made by God has the ability to speak life. Animals don't do that. See, but we have that power because we were created in his image and after his likeness. That which was on the inside of him, that's where my life is. That's where my life starts. Okay? So we're learning some things about the gift that's on the inside of you, the faith that he's already given to you. Because he gave to every man the measure of faith. Gave that to every man so that you can become trained in the use of it. Come unto me, all who are heavy laden, who labor in their heavy laden, and I will give you rest, not you will have to work for it. And in order for this to function, verse 28 is connected to verse 29. Take my yoke upon you. Stop bringing God your yoke and ask him to bless your mess. How many of us have done that? Huh? Took whatever it was to God and said, God, bless this mess. Okay. And he says, no, what I need for you to do is you're already heaven laden. I got that. You got plenty of burdens. I got that. Well, then I need for you to enter into something that you have uh, departed from, that you have stopped using. I want you to enter back into that. Okay? Take my yoke and learn of me. Again, he did not say learn of processes. Because a lot of times we want to try to have a, a, a God is an equation. This plus that plus that equals, okay, no, no, no. God is not an equation. God is interested in a surrender, not an equation, okay? Because when you give everything to God, that's the way he asks us to worship him. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. They that worship the Father, they're going to have to love him with all, 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 all. Not some of your heart, some of your mind. Not some of your mind and some of your soul. He said, no, all, all, all. See? And you're supposed to do this by thinking of him. You ain't got to think of him but, but, but full time. You know, so full time is when you get up. While you're walking in the way, when you're sitting down, and when you rise to get up, that's just full time. So, yeah, all day. That's what it is. We know that. But, see, we we have trained ourselves to sometimes go to God when we're in trouble. So then that means at that point, we're not worshiping them with all, are we? Sometimes does not have the same connotation as all. 
He he wants that. He told Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night. Why? So that you can observe to do what's written in it. Just keep going over and over in your in your heart, over and over and over in your thinking, going over and over and over because of your actions. See, when you do that, then what will happen is you will observe to do everything that's written, and you will make your way prosperous. You will find good success. Not some success, partial success. He said you will find good success. See, through the process of of stirring up, meditating, contemplating, thinking about on purpose what he said, and how am I going to align myself with what he said? I'm not going to try to think again. When I align myself with what he said, I'm not interested in what you're doing. Amen. See, I can't say, when you do this, then I'll do that. No, 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 no. That's not why he gave you this book of the law, so that you can meditate on it. He gave you the book of the law so that you would be able to observe how to do. Didn't say, "Mm -mm, please hear it. He said that when you meditate day and night, you will observe how to do. It did not say you will observe how to tell them. Okay, that's not what he said. And I know there were times in my life that I would say, Lord, if they would just do, now, see, then you missed it. He said, I gave you the word so that you can observe to do. Was there any sacrifice in your life at this time? See, you say you want this, but you sacrifice nothing. The only thing that I was bringing to God when I was in that way of thinking is I was bringing him my uh, pride and making a demand out of my pride. God, make them treat me better. Well, then, Stevie, you forgot the, the seed time and harvest thing that I told you as long as the earth remains, this is what's going to be here. So what seed, what sacrifice did you give, Stevie? Well, I just want them to, what sacrifice did you give, Stevie? So then what I'm going to do is I'm going to give up my way. I'm not going to demand that they do it the way I like it. I'm going to say, okay, God, your word says that love does not take into account of something that was suffered as a wrong. So I'm going to have to cover that then, ain't I, God? Yeah, now you're thinking like me, Stephen. So then if I cover it, that means I, I really cannot remind you about it tomorrow then, can I, God? Not if it's covered. Because that which is covered is not seen by me anymore. So since it is now released, then I'm going to just stay with my sacrifice. I can then begin to say, as Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. I do know what I'm doing, God, and so I'm planting a seed of forgiveness. I'm planting a a path that they can come back and walk in because that path is going to be straight. See, I'm going to open them an opportunity to find you because I'm going to be the one displaying you. They won't have to look high and low. They will see me. I am a, a living epistle. I'm a, a, a book that they can read easily. And because they can read it, they know what they did, whatever it was. Even if they were doing it in ignorance, they still have a recollection, a recollection of what was done. But I'm not going to bring it back up before you, Lord, and I'm not going to bring it up before them. 
but I got to tell them what they did wrong. Or I can simply plant a seed of forgiveness. See? That's the way Jesus laid it out for us. If your brother sinned against you, you should forgive him 70 times 7 a day without trying to count that this is time number 62. Come on now. Because if I if I forgave them, then I cannot count it against them, can I? If I forgave them. Now, if I'm just going to uh, demand that they, again, my pride is the thing I'm checking out here. If I'm going to demand that they do this, that, and the other, then I'm not in the process of forgiving. I'm in the process of remembering, recollection. See? Stir up the gift that's in you. Faith is already in you. Love is already in you. Stir that up. See? When I stir it up to be released, when I stir up, when I stir up the mixture of love and forgiveness and peace, when I stir it up, now the only thing I can, yes, that's good, sir. The only thing I can offer now is the fruit of the spirit. I'm not offering to them demands, a time frame in which they have to get it right. I'm only offering them love. See, because I don't have to uh, demand that they do something. I'm not looking for reciprocation. I, I'm too busy pleasing God. And as I offer love, as I offer peace, then my ways please the Lord. And when my ways please the Lord, he gets involved and he makes my enemies to be at peace with me. See, I didn't have a demand out there, did I? I don't have a a, 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 a a pride that I'm trying to cause to, to work for my good. If I'm going to believe that God said all things will work together for my good, I have to stand in that. See? I have to stop trying to work a thing out for my good. Okay, geez, I hope you got that. If I believe all things will work together for my good, I can stop trying to work for my good. Amen. See, he said, this is what he said, take my yoke, learn of me. What did I say to you, Stephen? I I, I make this uh, confession of something. I've already, me and God got it straight. Me and the person got it straight. But there was a a, a boss that I had. He was, first of all, he was an authority in my life which means I expected the authority to do the right thing, right? I worked at a church. So then the authority did not do the right thing by me. And so um, I, I was upset about that, and I was reminding God about what the authority did. That was uh, uh, one of the people that was in charge of my soul. And I just kept reminding God about that. I went from reminding God about that to then doing things in, in of myself. And I began to have dreams. And in the dreams, I was actually killing the man that was uh, seemingly misusing and abusing me, my gift to the body of Christ. (laughs) And so I I did that. I began to kill the man. Now, I say this all the time as I bring this up. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm laying in bed with my wife, and I'm dreaming about another man. Something wrong with this picture anyway. I don't care how you figure it out, but something's just wrong with this picture. And so then it got worse. I kept having the dream where um, I would I would do injury to the man up to the point of even killing him. But it kept getting worse. 
that one day I dreamed that I went to the funeral of the man and shot the man in the casket. Now, that's when I woke up and said, something wrong. Wait a minute, God, help me, please. This don't make no kind of sense. Here I am uh, in my sleep when I should be resting before the Lord. <laughs> and here I am dreaming about killing the man and then going to the funeral of the man to make sure I disgrace and dishonor him a second time after he's dead. And I said, okay, God, you got to change me. I said, help me, Lord. I am sorry. I repent all over the place. I know this ain't me. This is not what you, I am not taking your yoke upon me. I'm not learning of you. So then since I'm wasting my time, because you told me to take the yoke and learn, here I am dismissing the yoke and learning of my own uh, proclivities that I think should be self-righteousness. I said, okay, God, we, we through with this. We will not do this again. I thoroughly forgive him. So then I will never be able to bring this back up to you again because he is now forgiven. We have no more conversations about what he, that will not happen again, sir. I did that. I meant that. And it wasn't two weeks till the person that was uh, my overseer was no longer employed at the same place I was employed. And he didn't leave uh, with a huff in my heart. He left while I was unaware. Amen. Because he was in meetings I was not privy to. He was responsible for me as staff. So I wouldn't be in those meetings where he had to make decisions, blah, 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 be confronted with why, why, why. It wasn't just me. It was normal to him because of the hurt and pain in his life. And so then he was released. It was about maybe two years after the fact that I saw him. He came looking for me. And I said, he called me up first. And I said, well, okay, um, you know, praise the Lord. Um, how you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. That's what I would say. I'm working on obedience. He said, well, I'm beginning to work on obedience too. I said, hey, man, I'm just, you know, just good. And he said, I want to ask you to forgive me. I said, well, I already have, but what do you mean? He said, because I was doing things that were hurtful because of my pain. And I said, well, that's that. I finally got that revelation myself. And amen. You, you go. He said, no. I want. I'm saying this because I, I'm I'm now working out my own salvation. And I said, okay. And I began to just you know listen and and then we prayed and and from that day to this, I, there was no issue there anymore. But all the time while I was uh, going to sleep, waking up mad, hindering myself from any possible growth. Any conversations that God wanted to have with me, he couldn't because I'm going to keep bringing up this offense here. But then God caused reconciliation. And now I can intercede effectively for someone that was simply operating from their own hurt and hurting other people. Because only people that hurt people is hurt people. Conversely, healed people will heal people. And once I got healed, I was now a, a, a pathway where he can receive healing. I mean, you've got to think about that. It, go past the humility that it takes for someone to come and say, I'm sorry. But then to have a road that you can build on because I accept your apology, come on, y'all. 
That's why how good and behold, look into how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. For there, God commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. So because I got out of the way, I was able to be a ramp to be used for his growth now. When before, the only thing I was looking for is revenge and retaliation. See, I was not functioning in his image. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. He said, when you learn of me, then you will see how I think and how I do things. You will see, just for uh, uh, something for you to do, if you would write out the word sin for me. And in the middle of sin is I, isn't it? So I had to get out of the middle so God can fix the hole. Amen. See? Um, um, I like to play with words like that. And see, pride, right in the middle of pride, guess what? That big old eye stuck again in. See? And so God wants to remove out of the problem. But if I'm still going to 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 break, make the predicate that I am important, then he can't fix the problem, can he? I mean, I hadn't thought about that. Pride, the, the I being in the middle, there are two letters on each side, but he can't fix the two letters on either side because the I is too big. See? You can see the I in sin. Can't get me out of the out of the mess because I'm right in the middle of the mess. But okay, well I I thought I just saw it. But see, if I will allow the sun S O N to be the only thing seen, then the zero is in the middle. It ain't about me, is it? Glory to God. See. So we've got to work on changing uh, the emphasis on the I in our life. Take my yoke and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. He says, now, once you do this, if you take my yoke, come on, y'all. Everything in the Bible is a promise. Amen. He said, take my yoke, learn of me. I understand the process of taking his yoke and learning of him, removing everything else. I don't care what my cousin them said. I need to learn of him. I need to take my instruction from him, learn of him. And he says, and you can tell that it's me because I am lowly in heart. And he says, when you find this, rest will be the next thing you enjoy. Here I am. I needed to have sleep, but I was being disturbed by demonic oppression that I invited into my life on a nightly basis. But when I got out the way, he says, now I will find rest to my souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. See, I have corresponding actions now with the faith that he's stirring up on the inside so that I can allow God 
to, to, to finish the work that he started. But when I'm when the eye is prominent, the only thing that I see, he says, God can't work on the things that are surrounding me. I hope you see the picture like that. When I am the most prominent thing, then God cannot fix the things that are around me because I am the, I have an eye problem. This is the EYE problem. I'm focused on me and me alone. When I'm supposed to allow Jesus to live big on the inside of me, as he is when the, when the zero is all that is seen, okay? When the O for others, okay, we'll do it that way. When the O for others is what I think about, he can now fix the things on the outside. See? Out of my belly flow rivers of living water. I'm going to flood and change the landscape now. I, we can be done two ways. I hadn't thought about that. We'll do that. Uh, the, uh, when 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 the uh, the flood of His Spirit comes from me, it blesses me. Yes, it can it can eradicate the landscape, or it can cause the landscape to become fertile and grow other things that will produce what's necessary in my life. Amen. The transfer. Come on, y'all. The transfer of nutrients also travels in that water, doesn't it? Amen. And since on the inside of me, glory to God, since on the inside of me is all of the good that God wants in my life, then he will cause nourishment to go to that shoreline that used to be an offense to me. Amen. See? I mean, he, he, he wants these things for us. So that we would be able to say, you know, God is the supply of my life. He, he, he's, he's rinsing, cleansing, causing nutrition to flow so that I can have a, 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 a different outlook. My landscape now is, is fruitful. I, I begin to see God working everything for my good now. I began to see promises that that were in places that I didn't even know they were. Amen. Because he said, when I do this, I will find, observe, see the things that I haven't seen before. I'm eating in a position of rest. Wow. Come on, y'all. I'm eating in a position of rest. There is no hurry anymore, is it? Notice this, that when I take his yoke, learn of him, then I'm no longer in a hurry for things. I'm no longer in demand for things to happen. Now I can let patience have her perfect work with me, that I may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. See? It's just a, a, a better place for us to be when we stir up the gift that's on the inside instead of recollecting the things that are on the outside and adding them into what I, I want life to be. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is the way of destruction, is death. I, I, I just got pretty tired 
of continuing the process of adding this, that, and the other demands that I was making. He told me in, 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 in Isaiah chapter 1, he said that if you will be willing and obedient, you will change your diet. He said if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. But if I don't choose to be obedient, he said I'm going to be consumed. Okay, let's try this way. If I'm going to remain unwilling and disobedient, then the stuff around me, the circumstances, is going to close in around me, and I will be consumed by that which I didn't remove. See? Because if I'm willing and obedient, he says he will cause my diet to change. I'll eat the good of the land. Even if he has to take me downstream, in this flow of, 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 of water that he has for me. See, once I surrender, I enter into that place where he's the one doing the work, not me. Amen. See, there has to be corresponding actions. Back to James chapter, it says even verse 17, even so, Faith, if it does not have corresponding actions, is dead because it was alone. It did not have any support structure. There was no building. Jesus said that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church that he's building. But if I don't allow him to build, I'm stuck there by myself in this place I don't want to be alone. Faith can't work because faith works by love. Yeah, man might say, thou hast faith. I have works. Show me thy faith without works, and I'll show you uh, my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God, uh, thou doest well. Devils also believe, and they tremble. But will you not know, O man, that, oh, will you not know, O vain man, that faith without corresponding actions is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son? Upon the altar, and I went through that last week. It was just a powerful time to think about all of the things that God was, was teaching us in that sacrifice. And then the scripture that said was fulfilled. Uh, that, so we see that faith wrought with his works, and by works, faith was made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled, which said, Abraham believed God. <laughs> you know, again, I'm, I'm just looking at Abraham going up this side of this mountain. Him and his son, as his son is carrying the wood that's necessary for the sacrifice. His son is carrying the wood for the sacrifice. He knew that that was the wood for the, 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 the fire. He knew that's what it was. And he carried it up the hill himself. With the question in his heart, uh, Daddy, where is the, the, the sacrifice? Where's the lamb, Father? I'm not going to put the wood down and say, Psh, I don't care. No, I'm still walking up this mountain, and I got sacrificed wood, but I don't know where the lamb is. Hmm. It says that Abraham believed God, and it was imputed to him for righteousness. And because of this, notice this. Come on, come on, come on. Because of these actions, my God, my God. It says that he was called the friend of God. So I'll ask this question since it's there. If you value anything else 
more than what God is requiring you to give him, can he call you friend? They did this and they hurt me, and I'm going to keep holding down to that. I'm going to keep bringing that before you. Can he call you friend? They overlooked me for the promotion, and they know I deserve it, so I'm not going to. Can they? Can he call you? Okay, okay, okay. Let's let's see this. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Let's see it. Verse 23. And the scripture was fulfilled, which said, Abraham believed who? God. So then this thing was boiled down between Abraham and God. Is this correct? This was not... Abraham presenting himself as something so that people will see it. It says that Abraham connected one-on-one with God. And when he connected this way, it was imputed unto him for righteousness. By whom? By God. Mm. And then because Abraham went through these things where he had to, come on, you, you, in your mind, can you imagine the, the, the thoughts again? You're going up the hill, and you know that you've already decided that God's going to have to raise Isaac from the dead. That's the way you're going up the hill. You're going Because it said he had already received Isaac being raised from the dead in a figure. He wasn't going up there to, to think that there was another way. He was going to display that I'm going to give God whatever that is he wants, even though I understand it. And going up there, it says that he believed God, and this belief that he had was accounted, imputed. Okay, okay, try it again, try it again, try it again, try it again. It was imputed. That means something that goes on the inside. It didn't say, and through the circumstances he did it, he said this was imputed. It came out of him as righteousness. Can you see that? And then because there was a because there was a different aroma from Abraham that God could sense, God then called him friend. So then I really do. I just I just ask: Are, are, are we the ones that are, are demanding from God, thereby uh, making God our puppet, and He can never call us friend? Let's go to Luke chapter 10. Excuse me, Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. See, Jesus gives us a, 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 the way it's for the word. Biblical faith moves and is on assignment and brings forth fruit unto salvation. Biblical faith moves and is on assignment, which brings forth fruit unto salvation. Say that again. Biblical faith moves. And it is on assignment which brings forth fruit unto salvation. It is affirmed, this biblical faith, actions. Corresponding action. Intellectual faith is static. Therefore, it doesn't move. It doesn't produce anything but frustration, doubt, Lies and defeat. So, which faith are you offering to God? Intellectual faith, which is static and cannot produce anything but frustration? I did this. I said that. I, okay, then, then, then I was intellectual faith. Biblical faith 
it's doing something. It's working. It's on the move. Again, think about the, the Abraham. He was going up the, the way a preacher said it. He was going up one side of the mountain, and the ram was going up the other side of the mountain. And then the 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 the, the, the ram got caught in the thicket. God was working all things together for the good, but we didn't know it. We didn't see it. It said there was a ram caught in the thicket behind him, out of sight. Okay? So it, it just becomes a question, am I going to be a friend of God? Well, am I going to just be one that, you know, it was what I say good stuff about God, but I don't really know it. Intellectual faith is static and produces nothing but frustration, doubt, lies, and deceit. Jesus gave an example of the proper use of faith that is active and on assignment. He said some things that uh, we're going to look at here in in, uh, Luke chapter 17. And Jesus brought this uh, teaching forth after his disciples were intent on uh, not forgiving. Verse 17, verse 1, chapter 17, verse 1. Then he said to his disciples, this is impossible, but that offenses, offenses would come. The woe unto him through whom they come. It was better that for him that a millstone be hanged about his neck and cast into the sea that, that he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed, pay attention to yourselves. If a brother transgress against thee, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. He said, and if he repent, forgive him. Okay? But after you've already told him, really it's not on you. All right. And if he trespass against thee seven times in the day, and seven times in the day, turn and say unto thee, I repent. Thou shalt forgive him. <laughs> and immediately the apostle said, oh, Lord, 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 increase our faith. <laughs> we don't know how to do what you just said. You increase our faith. And then notice what Jesus brought forth out of their inner rebellion. Okay? He told them, he was not, if if he transpassed against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turned to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. He didn't say, and if he produced the right kind of fruit, he said, if he just turns and says, Amen. Thou shalt. Didn't say did you know consider. It didn't say consider. It says you shall forgive him. And immediately after that statement, the apostle said, <laughs> Is you kidding me? <laughs> okay, I tell you what, Jesus. We're gonna put this back on you. Increase our faith. I I I'll forgive when you help me forgive. That's that's what they said in, in so many words. And then Jesus said, Okay, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed. You might say unto this sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted into the sea, and it should obey you. He says, it's not on me, boys. It's on you. If you had faith as a grain of mustard. He didn't say, I'm asking for, I didn't ask you to find the increase, children. I asked you to use your faith. If you would have a faith, a grain, faith as a grain of mustard seed. Notice this. Do you hear this? Come on, y'all. Come on. Come on. It's just so much here. He said, if you would have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say, wait a minute. 
a, a, a grain of mustard seed is going to have to be planted, isn't it? And he said, yep, with your tongue. I want you to use faith the way you would use a grain of mustard seed, and the way you want to use your faith as a seed is you would say. To the sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root. He's making this thing real simple, ain't he? He said, talk, speak to every strength that it would have, the root of the thing, because that's where the strength comes from. That's where the supply from comes from. That's where the nourishment comes from. You know, a lot of times we ask God to, to, to fix things, and we're still nourishing the thing we don't want. Okay? Oh, Lord, I wish you would move. I wish you would help me to do. No, 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 no. You're nourishing the thing you don't want. He said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you would say to the sick of mine tree, maybe you're not sick of yours. I know I'm sick of mine. So that I begin to say, okay, we're not going to do this no more. I'm sick of this. I'm not going to continue to, 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 uh, to flourish the tree that I don't want to grow. I'm just sick of mine. He said, say to the sick of mine tree, be thou plucked up by the root and be thou planted in the sea. Now, you know, it's an interesting thing about planting something in the sea. Because if I plant it in the sea, I don't necessarily know where the bottom of the sea is. Is that correct? But if I plant it in the sea and it goes to the bottom of the sea, am I going to see that tree anymore? I won't see that tree because the sea would cover this. He didn't say plant, put the, put the uh, tree, put that which you are sick of to be put in a river, okay, in a stream. He said into the sea. Amen. So then I have no expectation of, of seeing that tree anymore, do I? I'm not going to eat from the tree. I'm not going to notice when the tree is moving this way or that way because of the waves. I won't have nothing to do with that tree anymore. As I say to it, be plucked up by the root and be planted into the sea, and then that tree would obey you. But he's not finished. Now he's going to teach about what he said. But which of you having a servant plowing in the field, plowing or feeding cattle, would say unto him by and by when he's come from the field, go and sit down to me. And will not rather say unto him, make ready wherewith I may sup and gird thyself and serve me until I have eaten and drunken, and afterward thou shalt eat and drink. Doth he thank the servant uh, because he did those things which were commanded him? I don't think so. I trow not. That's what that means. I think not. So, likewise, when you shall have done all those things which you commanded you, you will say, uh, we are unprofitable servants. We've done that which was our duty to do. Notice Jesus just said, faith that is released by what you say is your servant. He made the, the, he made the, 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 the metaphor. But which of you having a servant that's already working in the field, or feeding the cattle, and will say to him by and by when he's come from the field, when he's trying to do that which we, you, he was assigned to do, go sit down and, 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 and do nothing or eat. He said, that's not what you would say to him. You would keep your servant faith working. Say, you would rather say, make ready wherewith I may sup, 
Gird yourself up and serve me until I have eaten and have drunken. And afterward, if there's rest that you can find, you can now eat and drink. Do you thank the servant because he did the things that was commanded? I don't think so. So he's showing us that there are obstacles and everyday things that are needed in our life that our servant faith should be working out. But if I'm going to stop the process by making him idle through my unforgiveness, through my bitterness, through my frustration, through my demands of pride, see, I just stopped my servant because my actions did not line themselves up with the grain that I planted by what I said. Okay? Jesus said that that faith should be an active servant that doesn't have to sleep, that doesn't have to eat until that assignment is complete. Verse 8, will he not rather say unto him, Servant, make ready wherewith I may sup, and gird thyself and serve me till I have eaten and drunken. And once I get full, once I am satisfied, now if there's any rest afterwards, you shall eat and drink. Does he thank the servant because he did those things that were commanded him? I don't think so. So this is the way you think. You should say, we did those things we were commanded us, and we are unprofitable servants. We've only done that which was our duty to do. He says, this is how you treat your faith the same way you think about your relationship with me. I told you, surrender, and I will cause it to come to pass. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me, and you'll find rest unto your soul. Beloved, God is warning us to enter into his rest. The sacrifice of obedience that he requires, it's not too much for you to do. But if you don't do it, you will not run into, you will not find the rest until your soul. Your way or God's way? God's waiting on you. Today, Father, we just thank you and bless you that you continue to open up your word to us by the examples that that you lived before us and you're asking us to live before men. It's not grievous, Father. It's a simple thing that you want us to do. But our heart has to be committed that the inspiration of the Almighty is what we're going to operate in taking your yoke, learning of you, forgetting all of the other things that were circled around the circumstances. We will no longer try to stir in or add in uh, things that make us do things differently, but we want to allow that which you have already deposited on the inside. We're going to stir up, not stir in. Thank you, Father, for causing us to see the change necessary so that we can experience the victory 
given to us. We give you praise, sir. We give you glory and honor. Committed it to you as done in the maxis name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who is Lord and Savior. The redeemed of the Lord said together. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, again, as we give you an opportunity at the end of the at the end of the ministry, we always uh, give you an opportunity to ask any questions or make any comments uh, about the, the ministry tonight. If it was a blessing, just say it was a blessing. These are not uh, hard opportunities, but they are fertilizer for the ground of your life. So uh, area code 678-328-0223. You have the mic. Area code 678-328-0223. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, it's a blessing to be back on the line uh, to be in ministry and to be in class. Uh, And I have to say that uh, being in class tonight, Bible study, uh, within it's starting at 10, I mean uh, 9, and here it is 1030. It's almost most just for me, uh, you know, when you're hungry or you know you need to get certain things, from a grocery store, you go into and you see all this food that you yeah. could get, but you came in there for something. And then sometimes you go in there and, and you buy something and you come out and say, well, but you know, I wanted to get that. And then you have to go back again. Yeah. That's what tonight was. Uh, and I'm, every time I've ever come on, it's like, go back get the tape or listen to the broadcast because it's a, it's filled. There was so much. I took notes with my stylus on my phone because I didn't get my pad. But I have to go back because there was so much that was available to each one of us that came online tonight. And I am looking forward to, uh, as they say, purchasing what I need. Uh, stirring up. I love the fact when you said uh, the the residue, the things that when you put the stuff in there, God put it in there for us, but you got to get it off the bottom and you got to stir it up. Oh, there was so much in there. So thank you, Pastor Steve. Uh, I've enjoyed being online and I want to please let us know how we can sew back into, because I didn't go in that grocery store and come out of there with our pants. That's what I got from it. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. And again, um, we're going to ask for um, the offering um, and show you how to do that. Tell you how to do that in just a minute. Um, area code 404. Five three six seven eight two nine. Um, you have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? Area code four well, four yes. five three six. Quit. Yes. Um, when Go you were saying about forgiveness, when you were saying about forgiveness, and you said to stir up love, and and what else you stirring up? You stirring up love and peace, and particularly at that time when I said that, because um, love the peace. love covers. And the peace strengthens so that you can walk it out. Because, you know, it's, it, it, here's one of the things. When I offer anything and I feel like I have depleted my source, 
God doesn't, uh, the kingdom of God, he is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Okay? So it was mm-hmm. not just one thing that was there. It was righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So then my strength is not from me, is it? Right. right. Okay? So then as I do okay. that, it's not that I'm depleted. I just used another avenue to get the same mm-hmm. thing done, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom. The whole kingdom, y'all. Come on. <laughs> All right. Thank you. So that's what I, what I was confirmed. Amen. Thank you for being on the call. Amen. Area code 312-330-4024. You have the mic. Area code 312-330-4024. Any comments? Or, go ahead. Good afternoon or good evening. I just want to say that it's been a while since I was able to listen. And certainly a while since I was able to comment. And this really blessed me today. So I'm very good, very glad that I was able to hear everything that was said, including the comments and because a lot of times the comments that other people make afterwards are beneficial and helpful. Yes. So I want to show that. So I just want to say that everything that I heard tonight was a blessing. And I'm very, very glad and thankful that I was able to be a participant. And it is my my hope and desire that I'll be able to listen every week from now on. Not one time, but more than one time. Because even though I heard everything today, I can stand and need to hear everything again. So I just thank you in Jesus' name. Okay, thank you so much. And stay in prayer and stay close to God so you will always be able to deliver like you did today and like you've done in the past. And we just thank God in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. It's just good for uh, us to know that when we do the planting, you know, and he says one plants, one waters, but it's God that gives the increase. I'm just glad to be one that can sow into your lives here at LiveDeliverance.com on a weekly basis. Area code 678. Six seven 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 nine five. Area code six seven eight six seven 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 nine five. You have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? Yes. Hey. Yeah. It was a blessing. It was a truly blessed to me and raised by you, Minister Daddy. I just thank you for that blessing and that extra gift. You know, of course, you've been through the testimonies and. The, and the trials and tribulations, but the testimonies that really just blessed our life and just hearing the peace and the forgiveness part of all of it just 
you know, hearing that other part of it as I get older, it's just becoming a blessing every week, just every week. So thank you. It was a total blessing. Just, and I thank you for that. And, you know, we definitely got to give back that you'll be a blessing as well, that you'll be blessed continually to be able to give out the word is every week. So I, I was blessed by the word. So thank you. Amen. Thank you. And again, I said I was going to tell you how to give. So if you would, uh, if the Lord lays it on your heart uh, for you to sow a seed here at uh, LiveDeliver.com, just go to um, the the website um, and you will find the donate tab. Um, and then you can uh, give uh, the amount that, <laughs> that God lays on your heart. Uh, because we are here only through the free will offerings of you, uh, the listeners, the covenant uh, connected partners that, that allow us to uh, come into your homes. And then, again, you can tell other people about it so that we can um, increase the, 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 the ministry's growth um, by your testimony because we overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony. So just uh, invite friends because I'm, uh, as I'm led of God, I'm not trying to say things that would offend. I'm only trying to build up the body of Christ so that we can bring closure to this dispensation that we live in and then enter into the millennial reign of Jesus. That's our hope and desire here at LiveDeliverance.com. So, again, simply go to the website and find the Donate tab and be obedient unto the Lord. And so until the next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom. Until next Monday, Monday night, love you, be blessed. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 